Good afternoon, members and friends of Elmira Baptist Church. You have found Elmira and you. This podcast is intended to provide information and cohesion for Elmira Baptist Church, its members, and its friends. Today is Tuesday, August 2nd, 2022. Let me begin by giving you some dates on the upcoming schedule. The next big date on our calendar is a youth event on Saturday, August 13th. The young people will be headed to University Falls. You can see Matt or Sarah for more information about that. And then I've invited all the teachers to join me after the morning worship on Sunday, August 14th for about an 8 to 10 minute meeting. I don't expect it will be particularly long, but it's just a good way to get the information out to all the teachers at once. Fathers and sons, men, you're invited to travel up to Pilot Lake Camp Thursday, August 18th through Saturday, August 20th, and we will provide our own food. We will provide the camp some labor in repairs and work, and in uh, and, and to reward us, the camp is allowing us to stay there for free. See Jesse if you have more, if you have questions or need more information. And then on Sunday, August 21st, again following immediately following the morning worship, we want to have a meeting about our Thanksgiving banquet. Our Thanksgiving banquet is scheduled for November 6th. We need to get a start on it, so if you can join us for that meeting. And then, ladies, we have a retreat, ladies' retreat, coming up for you October 20th through the 22nd at Wolf Mountain. Tammy has more information and registration forms to fill out. There is a limit because of the camp's capacity of 12, so if you are interested, please see her right away. I believe that after all of this week's counting is done, we will see that in the month of July, over $10,000 came in toward our building project, and I praise the Lord for every penny. But we need a lot of pennies. We're still about $90,000 short of our goals. So please pray and ask the Lord what you might do to be a help in that project. Let me read for you before I get to our devotional today, a little bit of humor. And I'll be doing this from time to time this month. I'm reading to you now. Get out the hot dogs and settle back for a pleasant read because it's time for our fun feature, Body Parts Making the News. Our first body part is featured in an article from the Seattle Times written by Ian Ith, yes, Ian Ith, and sent in by alert, medically trained reader, Christine Robertson, MD. The article states that a janitor at a Bellevue, Washington apartment complex saw, quote, crows pecking at something, end quote, in the parking lot. He shooed the crows away and saw what they'd been pecking on, a human thumb. Nobody knows how the thumb got there. One possibility, of course, is that it was originally an entire human and the crows pecked away everything but the thumb, which they were saving for dessert. Another possibility is that this situation was caused by a bagel. As a species, bagels have survived for thousands of years by developing highly affected defenses against being sliced. Many people try to overcome these defenses by grasping the bagel with one hand and using the other hand to attack the bagel with a sharp knife. 
A person could definitely lose a thumb this way, although it's hard to believe that even a really hungry person would simply abandon the thumb and wander off, chewing the bagel. In any event, the janitor, having found out having found what was clearly a human body part, elected to handle the situation by, crime stoppers take note, throwing the thumb into a dumpster. Yes, into a dumpster. Later on, according to the Times, he casually mentioned the incident to a manager. The apartment manager promptly called the police, who searched the dumpster, but did not find the thumb, which apparently had been taken by the crows or had somehow managed to flee on foot. The thumb is still at large, so be on the lookout for it. The article describes it as being, and I am not making up this quote, quote, in good shape except for a few peck marks, end quote. Our next item in Body Parts Making the News comes from a story in the Norwich, Connecticut Bulletin, written by Robert LeBlanc and sent in by alert reader Carol Merkett. The article is datelined Mashantucket, yes, Mashantucket, Connecticut, and begins with this riveting sentence, quote, A Massachusetts man was arrested Friday at Foxwoods Resort Casino and charged with stealing two human corneas. End quote. The obvious question raised by that sentence is, were the human corneas attached to an actual human at the time of theft? This is not out of the question. Remember, this occurred at a casino. I have seen casino patrons so deeply engrossed in losing money that they would not notice if you am amputated a good 75% of their limbs as long as you left them one arm for yanking this slot machine lever. But it turned out that the corneas were inside a plastic foam box which belonged to a medical transplant bank and which had been stolen in Boston. In a news article the following day, the police are quoted as saying that the man charged with stealing the corneas claimed that, quote, he thought they were lobsters, end quote. In legal circles, this is known as the lobster defense. You see it often in criminal cases because it is so effective. Imagine the following scenario. Judge, you are charged with kidnapping and robbing these people at gunpoint. What do you have to say for yourself? Defendant, your honor, I thought they were lobsters. Judge, well, okay then, you're, you're free to go. Anyway, the positive side of the Mash and Tucket case is that the police got the box of corneas back before it wound up being sold on the black market, perhaps to some guy who thought he was buying stolen lobsters, which he intended to use to impress a hot date. Again, imagine this scenario, hot date, what's in the box? Guy, a little something I picked up for dinner. Hot date, opening the box, let me see, ah! Guy, for dessert, we're having thumb. Our final story in Body Parts Making the News comes from Cairns, Australia. Workers at a seafood wholesaler there called Fine Kettle of Fish, yes, the Fine Kettle of Fish, had cut open the stomach of a 97-pound cod when, according to a newspaper report sent in by many alert readers, quote, a human head rolled out, end quote. I would explain how this happened, but I'm out of space here. Let me just conclude by reassuring you that there was a perfectly simple explanation and it had nothing to do with bagels. So be careful. That's the end of the humorous article. Now let's go to something more serious. Psalm 37, we began looking at this last week and 
Just let me remind you, last week we saw that we were not to fret ourselves because of evildoers. We look at people around us who are lying, cheating, stealing, who are involved in all kinds of wickedness, and they seem to be having a grand time in life. They seem to be successful. They seem to have no problems. We can become bothered by that. We can become angered by that. We can wish that we were them. We can become covetous. We can become jealous. We can become envious of the wicked. And God tells us, fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. And he gives us a reason in verse 2. Psalm 37, 2 says, For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. God will judge. God is faithful. You can trust him. Which is what verse 3 says. Trust in the Lord and do good. When we trust the Lord, we don't worry about those who are doing evil getting away with it. That's up to God to judge them. We worry about us doing right. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. But let's get to verses 4 and 5 today. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. There's a decision we make here, a commitment, a I'm going to do this because it's right, because I trust God to bless the righteous and judge the wicked. By the way, this is a major milestone on the path to the fear of God. The fear of God, remember, is the absolute conviction that God will judge the unrighteous and the wicked. And it's also the absolute conviction that God will reward and bless those that seek him and that seek righteousness. So delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. We don't need to choose unrighteous, wicked, man-centered, selfish ways to be successful, to have lives that are meaningful and that are fulfilled. No, we need to trust the Lord. We need to put it in his hands. He will bring it to pass. This has been Elmira and you for Tuesday, August 2nd, 2022. I hope you'll join us tomorrow at 7 o'clock for a time of Bible study and prayer. We'll be continuing our look at translation in our Bible series. You can also join us on Sundays, 9.45 for Sunday school, 11 o'clock for morning worship, and 5 o'clock for evening worship. You'll find us at... 6111 California Pacific Road near Vacaville, California. Join me Thursday for another edition of Elmira and You. And remember to trust in the Lord and do good. Commit your way to the Lord, trust in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Mm-hmm.